Tov. Today's off is Kufchet, and we uh, are still a little behind. We pick up on Kufzayin and Mujbet. Um, and as I think uh, Rabbi Dov mentioned the other day, um, it's a little bit like we're in Baba Metziah with all this discussion about Shomrim and the Shruas that they take. And it's going to be more of that today as well. Um, yes. Oh. Uh, today is a special day for you. Oh, thank you. Uh, and, uh, although there is a gift and card coming oh, thank uh, you. in the uh, coming week, <laughs> we uh, at least didn't want to let the day go by without marking it with our good wishes. Thank, thank you. You're ahead in the future, and our gratitude and thanks and respect and admiration. Amen. So, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I don't know. I think 50 is probably a milestone. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. And now I have a little muffin to go with my coffee, so thank you. This is also Mexico's independence. Oh, look at that. All right. All right. All right. All right. I very much appreciate it. Back to Torah. I very much appreciate it, everybody. Check it. All right. Now, we pick up with, okay, Vamar Chibar Yosef. It's about ten lines from the top line, starts the word Hatoin, on Kuzayin with Beth. Vamar Chibar Yosef. Hatoin time is gone up with the Kadon. Eino Chaybach Yishach Po Yad. Yesterday we had a whole uh, position that of Rebbe Chibar Abba that uh, you needed in order to make a Shavuot Hashomrim, you needed a mode of the Mixas Shavuot to come with it. He, Rabbi Yechimah Yosef disagreed and said, no, you can make a Shavuot Hashomrim even without that. Um, but here he says that in order to, um, not to make the Shavuot, but that you would only be Chayev, he says, let's read that again, to be Chayev when you say it was Nignav, and then to be Chayev Kefel, it's not enough that you're lying, and that you took a Shavuot, you have to be Sholeach Yad. Okay, you have to actually use the object um, for your own use. All right, how do you know this? Um, and presumably before the Shvua. Okay, so it says like this. It says, um, My time, what's the reason? So in that Parsha that talks about taking a Shvua that it was Nignav, it says you shall approach Elohim, which means the judges, that you, if you did not, or to swear that you did not, where Shalech Yai cast your hand against your friend's, uh, you know, property. Which means that you did not use it for yourself. Which means so, you did have uh, on his stuff to, you know, in my mind, take it into my possession that's not considered shit to Correct. Mechlal, the Yerushalach Bayad, Mechayev. So you see that the Chiyuv, that the Pesukim are talking about later, when they talk about that it was Nignav, and means you were the one who was intending to go and it, and you were lying, that you paid Kefel, is only on the conditions that it was against what the, the, the the, fa- the, the you know the framing of the Torah. The Torah says this is all fine if you were not shaleich yad, but if you were shaleich yad and you're lying, that's when you pay gneva. That's how it's reasoned. With money, that's it would be when you spend it, right? Presumably. Walk around it in my wallet the whole day, and if I don't spend it, I'm not. Sure I mean, there's a whole discussion about Metzia. What is the moment of shlichus yad, which we're not going to get to right now? We'll get to it in Metzia. But lemeimra the b'shalach b'yad askinan. So that's tell you that the where it's talking about when there actually is the shvu, it is the payment of kefel. That's not just that you're lying. But that you were Shalech Yad. I'm only Rabbi Chia Barabbas, Rabbi Chia Barabbas, these are the two that we're debating before about whether you needed a motive to mix us to take the Shvua. Okay? So Rabbi Chia Yosef said you needed a lower threshold to take the Shvua. You didn't need a motive to mix us. But he says the Chia of Kefal comes only with Shlichus Yad. So Rabbi Chia Barabbas challenged it and said, I'm only Rabbi Chia Barabbas, Hachiyam Rabbi Yochanan. No. Here's what Rabbi Yochanan said, the Omedeth Alavusa Shanu. That when you pay Kefal for swearing falsely, it's even if the animal was there by the trough eating, you know, it's Feed, meaning even if you didn't touch it. So therefore, you don't need shlichus yad. So Amalei Rebzer Rebichia Barabbas Rebzer said to Rebichia Barabbas, "Dafka v'omedesalavusa kamar." When Reb Yochanan says, "When the animal is eating from its trough," did he mean literally? Meaning not literally, but meaning only if you weren't shalech yad. That's when it's a gneva. Aval shalech b'yad kana. But if you were shalech yad, then it's not your shavua that makes you the thief. It's not your denial that makes you the thief. It's your use of it that makes you the thief. 
case, right? So you could so in that case, the shvur lo mahani beklum, and the shvur does not make you bake esal, right? So in the first read in Rabbi Chia Bar Yosef, okay, you need to have been like a real Russia in order to pay kefal. You needed to have used it for yourself, shaleach yad. You needed to make a shvur falsely and claim it was nigdav. You needed everything combined. Here are the position is no, no, no. You don't need shlichus yad. Just a shvur for gnev is enough. But the question is, maybe not only do you not need shlichus yad, but if you were shaleach yad, you're not chayiv kefal. Why? Because your shlichus yad that made you the ganav or the goslin, and your shvur was not the act that turned you into the ganav, right? Because you were already misappropriated the object when you used it for yourself. So not like you're more of a tzaddik, you're more of a rasha, but technically speaking, the shlichus yad took it out of the significance of the shvua ma- making you chayyim. I thought the edim or what make you chayyim in kefal, right? No, no, no. What act makes you chayyim? Not how do we prove it. Okay? So the edim sh- just... The edim can come and if you weren't shaleach yad, then it's proven how? They saw you. They saw you using it for yourself. The same way. How do they? They see you having stolen it and denied it, so we weren't. They see you. They know that you swore falsely, but they but you didn't. But you didn't use it. You didn't use it for yourself. Okay. So is it even if you were not shalech yad? So you're not not such a rasha. But certainly, if you're shalech yad, you pay kefel. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Let me do it again. Only if you are not shalech yad. But if you're shalech even though you're more of a Russia, but your Shavua isn't what's making you a Ganev. So in that case, you don't pay Kefel. Oh, you do we say, a few Omedesavus will come on. Even if you're not Shalech Bayad, even if you're not a Russia, but such a, as much of a Russia, but certainly if you're Shalech Bayad. I'm away, Zulu Shamati. I, ha- I didn't hear, I didn't hear which version Rabbi Yochanan said. Shamati. I heard a similar thing. Somebody says the object was lost, and he's lying, and he swore. And then the guy came back to him and says, I still don't believe you. Um, you know, I, I, tell me again what happened. And the guy, this time the guy changes the story, and he says it was Nignov. And he takes another shrua. Ubo eating potter, and then the witnesses came. Your potter, your potter from Kefel, okay? Because your second shvu of Nignov was already not necessary because you had already taken a shvu that it was Nefad, okay? So my time. What's the reason? Rav Mishum, it must be that that second shvu Mishum to Kana Rishona that your first shvu exempted you from having to make a second shvua, and your first shvua made you already the gan of the goslin on the object. So if you're already a goslin on the object, your second shvua isn't mechay of you. So by parallel, if you were already sholeach yad, your second your your, your shvua is not mechay of you because you were already a goslin through your shlichos yad. You understand? So in both cases, you make a shvua that it was nignav. And the question, but, but before you made the shvua that it was nignav, you did some other act of misappropriation. In one case, you were sholeach yad. In one case, you took a shvua that it was nevad. So if in the case you took a shvua that it was nevad, that act of misappropriation means you're not chai of kefo for the shvua gneva afterwards. When you're sholeach yad, that act of misappropriation means you're not chai of kefo for the gneva shvua afterwards. Yes? Is, is even Mashiach an act of is even Mashiach yeah that's similar to Michael's question I don't want to discuss that That's all, I mean it's all Sugyan Baba Metziah what act is it is it just physically taking it is it using it yes we haven't defined what Shlich Yad is alright so the Gemara says alright so the Gemara says this is really such a Baba Metziah so the Gemara says um, our way low um, no, it is not a. It's not comparable. Ho, um, ho, it, they, they are not just both acts of misappropriation. In the case of a shvu of nevad, it's not just the shvu of nevad as an act of misappropriation. The shvu of nevad means the owners are not in a position to make force you to take another shvu. Okay, and Rashi points out that the point is this idea that a shvu of nignav makes you pay kefel is only a shvu imposed by based. It's not a shvur that you're opting to take on your own. So based in will never impose on you another shvua if you already took a shvua. So the reason you're exempt by a shvua of Nevan and a shvua of Nignav for Kefel is because the second shvua wasn't a shvua based in. It wasn't a shvua that based in could impose on you once you had already taken a shvua. Whereas in the other case, if you misappropriated in your Sholeach Yad, you're still the guy... You, 
The guy doesn't know what you've done at this stage. You're still high of a shvua, and maybe that shvua does make you pay kefel. Okay, so we have three possibilities. You're only high of kefel after shlichus yad, if you're a real Russia. You're high of kefel regardless of shleich yad or not. Or you're only high of kefel if there wasn't shlichus yad. Because if there was shlichus yad, then you're already a gan of Gazan or whatever, and then the shvua is not meaningful at that stage. Well, they would. No. No, because they're ignorant of the fact that you were shleich yad. They would never impose a shrua if you had taken a shrua. Okay? And that's why the Gemara says that that case of a shrua after a shrua is not necessarily relevant. Because that's a case where the second shrua cannot be imposed by Bastin. Whereas in the case of Shri Chosad, it's still an open question. Yes, Charlie. Uh, so I am in Hebron and I make a shrua and then I move with my misappropriated property spot mm. and the, the basin is so Tozos discusses that let's say it's a different basin and they're ignorant yeah. they might do it would it constitute a shuas basin if it turned out they weren't entitled to do it so Tozos discusses that isn't it yes. yeah. they didn't say anything about Shuchadad over there yes they do does it you know then he grabbed all about the hell and then looked at the left side and called about Peshach Shoch Hamas 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 that's your Shalom Shnayim. Where's the Shikhadadim? Yeah. Okay. So the Gemara says like this. Alright, so that's the three way debate. So now we're going to shift. Okay, so we had that discussion about Shlichus Yad. Was that a necessary component or a necessary to not have it, etc.? Okay, now we're going to talk about this issue about having taken one Shvua and then the, net, the, the, the second Shvua. Because of So, first Aved and then Geneva and then witnesses came. Pater. You're Pater on Kesel. Again, it wasn't just said that you stole it with the first Shvua. It says that you no longer had to take another Shvua. So the point being that another shvur wasn't required, the stealing might not have been sufficient. Amir Sheshis. Now, back to Tlichus Yad. Hatoin ta'anas ganav vipikadon. Again, you say it's nignav, you're lying. Kiwan shishalach bo yad pater. Okay, so now he's explicitly saying the possibility we were suggesting that not that you need Shlichus Yad, but that Shlichus Yad exempts you from the Kefel. Now, rather than before, we said the logic was because you were already a thief and therefore the, the Shrua wasn't the act of Geneva. Here it's more technical because of the Psukim. He reads the Psukim in the exact reverse way as we read it before. My Taima, what's the reason? So you approach the judges if or that you did not you know you misappropriate the object you did not cast your hand against it. So if you did misappropriate it this whole part doesn't apply. Okay two very different ways of reading it. One way of reading it is you have to come to the judges and swear that you did not you know cast your hand against it because, then implicitly because if you did cast your hand against it and you're lying then you're going to pay KFL. The other way is you come and you swear and all of this whole discussion is assuming you haven't been Sholeach Yad. That's when this whole part is talking about and that's when if you swear falsely you pay KFL. But if you were Sholeach Yad it's a different story. You're not, this whole part doesn't apply. You're higher from the moment of Shlichus Yad. You get the two different ways of reading it. Yeah. What? Yeah, of course you pay Karen but we're talking about KFL. Yeah. Am I following this accurately that sometimes in this Sugya Pater means Pater from the second school and sometimes Pater means Pater from Kefal? No, we're all talking about Kefal. Well, yeah, when it says Pater Mikhevel, you're Pater from Kefal because they weren't entitled to make you make the second Shrua. But we're only talking about Pater Mikhevel. Okay? Why Shlichus Yad makes you more make you more higher? Yeah, but it's a technical point. If you're already a thief, then your, your Shrua is not the act of Geneva. Okay, so there's two ways of reading it, right? It's supposed to give us Vinikrav, Baal, Habayit, El. Ha Elohim Imlo Shalach Yado Imlo and then down here it says Asher Yashiun Elohim Yashiun Elohim Yashalim Shnayim Lireyehu and we say that means the case of why you're paying two because you are Tohim Tainaskanov okay so we, that's what we're reading this whole thing is Tohim Tainaskanov so the question is how you read Imlo Shalach Yado do you read it all of this is only 
in the case where you weren't Shalech Yad. There's no Parsha, it's only if you weren't Shalech Yad. Then we can talk, then we can go on to the rest of the Parsha. But if you weren't Shalech Yad, none of this, thank you, none of this is relevant because you're already a Gazan from the moment of Shlichos Yad. That's what we just said. If you're Shalech Yad, you're, you're Pasha from Kepo. The other way is, you're swearing that you were not Shalech Yad, but you're really lying. You really were Shalech Yad. And, you swear, you, or whatever, and you're swearing that it was Ningam, and you're lying. So because you were Shalech Yad, and you're lying, and it wasn't Ningam, that's when you're going to pay Shalech but if I'm okay. actually a Ghana, I don't have to be Shalech Yad, do I? N- uh, no, but so you're, you're... Why would it be any different if I'm found... Because you're not a Ghana. If you didn't walk into his house and take it, he had his object by you. All you did was you said some words. It's the opposite question. Why is my saying words and taking a Shrua make me a Ghana to pay Kefo? Alright, so so you you might want there to be a physical so act. More like nefarious and undermining. Could be, but you might want there to be a physical act to be a more of a account you know Alright, I don't know. But it's about meaningful. If the guy's object is if if I'm watching your iPhone and I'm moving it from one place to another, what defines that as an act of Geneva? Because of what's going on in my mind, maybe I need to use it. So the purpose of Shlichus Yad is exactly I mean, I appreciate you challenging it because the, what's the logic technically, okay. Obviously, if you're Shalech, technically, you know, it's like, it's a little counterintuitive because you're more, like I said, more of a Russia, but you understand, technically, you already stole it, the Shavuah is less meaningful. But the reason you would need both is because how much can a you know, how much did you really steal it if you just took a Shavuah? And if you're a Shomer, picking it up is not enough of an act of Gedeva. What you really need to take it, to define it as a physical act of a misappropriating is Shlichus Yad. So that's why you might want that as a part of this component to make the guy high of Kefel. All right, so now the question says like this. Um, uh, okay. I'm like Rav Nachman. Now, Rav Nachman said to this, One minute. We normally make a Shomer take three Shruot. We sort of were getting to this the other day. This is not the motive of Nixas, but this is, more, more, this is the, nice and clear. What are the things that a Shomer has to do? Like, it's... I don't know who would want to go into this job of being a Shomer, because you have to, I mean, you have to take all these Shruot. I suppose so. Shruot You have to take an oath that you weren't negligent, because if you were negligent, even if what followed was, let's say, it was an accident or something like that, you still might be liable, like and so on. So regardless of what happened, you have to take an oath that you were not negligent. Number one. Also, regardless of what happened, you have to say, I never used it for myself. Because if you use it for yourself, let's say you weren't even trying to steal it, right? Michael lent me, you know, asked me to watch his rake, and it, uh, there were, I had leaves that needed raking or whatever. Of course I was going to return it to Michael. I just needed to borrow his rake for a few minutes. Okay, nevertheless, that's Shlichus Yad. From the moment of Shlichus Yad, whatever your intention was, you're a goslin and you're Chayv and Onsen. So if I was Shalech Yad with Michael's rake and then it broke by an accident, okay, I'm still Chayv to reimburse him. So the Pashati and Shlichus Yad, you have to take a Shrua, because if either of those are true, regardless of even if an Onus happened, you still have to reimburse. Okay? I mean, Pshia, we could talk about Pshia, but certainly Pshia often makes you liable, even if what happened later was not was not a direct act of yours. And Shlichus Yad 100% makes you liable, makes you a goslin, whatever your intent was. So you have to be taken oath you weren't negligent, you have to take an oath you didn't use it for yourself. And what's the third oath? And Shvush Enabir Shuti. You have to take a Shrua that it is not in my possession. Because why? Because it could be basically, that's basically saying like, I come to you and I say, um, it was a terrible thing, the animal died, okay, or was stolen. So my first Shrua, actually I think I I slightly misstated it. My first Shrua of Lo Pashati includes the whole story of what I'm saying happened. Okay? So you say, what happened to my cow? I say, uh, it was stolen. Okay? So the first thing I have to take a Shrua is, the reason it's, the re- what happened to it is it was stolen, not that I was negligent and it died as a result of my negligence. That's like the classic Shrua of a Shomer. What happened? It ha- something happened that wasn't my fault and I wasn't Poshea. Okay? So that's the Shrua that I say I, I wasn't Poshea. And then, the thing of Eno Birashuti, now, it's a little funny because if you just took, well, let me just go through this list again. So I wasn't Poshea, 
and I wasn't and I wasn't Shalech Yad. But even if I wasn't Poshea and I wasn't Shalech for Yad, there's a third possibility. And the third possibility is it's still in my closet and I'm just trying to keep it to myself. Okay? So I have to say it's not still around. It's right, it's not here, it's dead, something happened, it's stolen, it's died, it whatever. So the, 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 am I being clear? Does everybody understand these three components? Okay, you right? Shlichus Yad by itself makes me liable regardless of what happened. Okay? Um, if Shalot Pashati, if I was negligent, then I'm, then I'm liable. But it couldn't be I wasn't negligent and I wasn't Shalech Yad, but it, nothing happened to it. It's still in my closet. I'm just planning on keeping it to myself. Okay? So I could very honestly say I haven't been negligent and I haven't been Shalech Yad and say, and say it's been stolen and it hasn't been stolen. It's in my closet. So I have to say it's not around. So in a way, Lo Pashati and, and Eno Birshuti are a little bit combined. They're sort of like the story of what happened. Okay? On the one hand, and it's not still in my possession. It's dead. It's stolen. It's whatever. It's destroyed. And on the other hand, I was not negligent. And combined with that, I was not negligent in the process of that. Yes. Don't we see that there really is a strong mental component? Because, like, you know, which is what I was questioning before about the, the Donovan you know, and all that. Because if I borrowed the rake to use for myself, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. The moment I think about it, for, for, for me... Then that's what does it, no? Because if if I wasn't what? thinking of approving it for myself and using the rake is what I borrowed it for. No, no, no. I was assuming you're a showman, not a show up. So let's say I'm a show up. All right, so then it's different. Shlichus Yad by a show is obviously much harder than by a showman because you're supposed to be using it. We can, we're not going to, yes. Is this really three separate oaths or is, one, is it one oath with three components? Three separate oaths. Wow. Yeah. So it's like it's really tough being a showman. Okay, so let's go on. <laughs> so the one that's like this. Shlichus Yad means you put your, you've taken it, right? Yeah. So what's the difference between that and having it in your closet? It's because your, I could just be, because it's supposed to be in my closet. I'm watching it. That's the question we said before. How are you Shlichus Yad? You're show me you're supposed to be handling it you're supposed to be watching it okay now if he says don't move it we're going to put it here and you can't t- you can't touch it then Shlichus Yad might be touching it but if you're supposed to be you know handling it and taking care of it or whatever Shlichus Yad might be taking it for using it for yourself like I said everybody I, I appreciate everybody's interest in this but there's a whole discussion in Baba Messiah okay let's move on okay so my love so when you weren't Shalich Yad presumably it's similar to the idea that I don't still it's not still in my possession my when you say it's not in my possession, that's the classic shrua of lying about what happened. You say it was Nignov, and it wasn't Nignov, and you're going to pay Kefel. So in that case, when it turns out you're lying, and it wasn't stolen, and it's in your possession, that's when you pay Kefel. So presumably, when you take a shrua that you were not, did not misappropriate it, that you didn't use it, that even if it turns out you did use it, then presumably, you are still going to be Chayef Kefel. So using it in Shlichus Yad is not going to prevent you from being Chayef Kefel. That's the Raya because it's packaged together with the Shrua that you swear that it was Nignov. And that's the scenario that you are Chayef Kefel. So the says, Amrlei, lo, no, that's not an evidence. Shrua Shalosh Shalach Tabiyad, do me to Shalosh Pashati. The idea that I didn't use it is that, 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 I, that I wasn't Shalosh Yad is not to be compared to the Shrua of Nignov, which is Mechayef Mikefel. It's be compared to the Shrua that of Pshia. Okay? And in the case of Pshia, I'm Pater from Kefel. Okay? So, in the case of Pshia, if it turns out that I was lying and I was negligent, Pater me Kefel, then I'm Chaya for the principle, but I'm not Chaya for Kefel. Okay? Um, because I didn't steal it. I was just negligent. So, so here too, if it turns out I used it, you know, I am exempt from Kefel, even if I presumably then followed it, even with a Shrua. Okay, uh, that, I w- that it was Nignav. Mm-hmm. Fine. So we don't know. Okay, we don't know whether the case of the Shrua of, of, of Nignav requires also Shlichus Yad to be Chayv and Kefel. What we did find out is that there are three Shruas that Shomer has to take. Now we're going to have a series of questions, of speculations. Okay. We know that if I went ahead and I swore it was Nignov and I'm lying and then I admit that I'm lying I don't pay Kefel 
I pay the principal and the fifth and I bring a korban, right? So, but let's say I didn't admit it and let's say witnesses come and they say that I stole it, okay? Um, and then I admit it. So the halacha is that I pay kefal, I don't pay the fifth. Why is it, says the Gemara? Now you could say that my admission after the witnesses came is not an admission. Like we know that in general, like moda biknas, after the witnesses, what type of an admission is it? But Tozos points out that the Gemara here, it's clear, assumes that that's not true. That even after witnesses came, because the purpose here, when it's about admitting in order to get you off of paying double, remember before you had a, a moda and you get off of paying KSL, then what good is an admission after the witnesses said? Why should that exempt you from anything? You've already been proven and so on. There's no chewer, there's no, I mean, whatever, there's no reason you should get an exemption. But here, if the re, if, even after the witnesses come, you know, like the thing they say, like, you know, in prison, like, you know, there are no guilty men in prison. Like, nobody, like nobody, like nobody ever says they did it. Like, you know, and up to the very moment that they, you know, if they, you know, they, you know, there's a death penalty where they go, if they execute a person, you know, they try to get them to admit it, at least give some satisfaction, you know, to the family or whatever, at least accept your guilt, right? So being proven guilty is not the same as of admitting it. So it's po- quite possible that even after witnesses came, if I admit that I stole it, it's not going to get me out of anything. They were already Mikhail Mikhail, but maybe I should now, for Kapara, I have to bring an Asham in that case, right? Even after they said I pay Kefal, if I admit it, I bring an Asham, maybe I should also pay a fifth in order to get that atonement. But we don't say that. If I'm already paying Kefal, I don't pay a fifth. And the question is, why not? So the Gemara has two ways of framing it. Either because the Shavua that made me pay Kefa. Why am I paying Kefa? Because I said it was Nignav and I was lying. Why would I, and, and I took a shvu about that. Why would I pay a Chomesh? Because of my shvuah. When you pay a Chomesh, when you take a shvu and you're lying. So the same shvua that makes me pay Kefel can't make me pay the fifth. That's one way of framing it. The other way of framing it is the same money for which I am paying Kefel on, I can't also pay a fifth on. Okay, you got it? So what's the nafkanina? Either way, I'm not paying the fifth. So let's take a look. So what do we say? So we say, um, If I'm paying kefal for this money, I'm not going to pay a fifth. The shvua that's making me pay kefal. Um, now what would be a case where this would matter? I swear it was nignav. I swore. Then, Michael comes back to me and he says, "You may take another shvua. I don't believe you." And for whatever reason, now here I switch my tune in the middle. I'm really giving him good reason not to believe me. And I say, this time I take a shvua sure that it was nevad. Vinish when I took a shvua. Okay. Now before, by the way, just to head off a possible objection, you might remember that the second shvua we said is not effective because I already took a first shvua. That's only that a second shvua can't make me pay kefil. The only time I pay kefil is a shvua imposed by Bastin. But the shvua. I hope you're keeping all these details straight. There's going to be a quiz at the end. But a shvua for a korban and for a fifth is even if you do it on your own, even not imposed by Bastin. Okay. So first I took a shvua. I said nignav. I was lying, etc. Then for whatever reason I took a shvua second time. I was lying. I said nevad. That shvua, even though it wasn't necessary, could make me pay, you know, a korban and a fifth and so on. Now what happened? I took both of those shvuas, lying both times. Witnesses came for the first one. And witnesses said, when Dov took the shua that it was Nignov, we saw that it was still in his possession. Now, they don't know that I was swearing falsely the second time, because maybe by the second time, it actually had gotten lost. Between the time I was lying and I took the false shua, it got lost. So the Aiden will prove that I was high of Kato for my first shua. Okay? The Hodabas And I admit, yeah, and by the second shua, I was also lying, because even then it hadn't been lost, I was still holding on to it. Okay, so first act makes me pay chesel. Does the second shvua make me pay a fifth? Uh, you know, a fifth and a korban. My, what do we say? For the same money you pay kefel, you can't pay a chomesh. For this money, you're already paying kefel because of shvua number one. So you're not going to pay chomesh for shvua number two. Or do we say You can't pay a chomesh for the shvua that you're already paying kefel for. And only the first shvua was my kefel shvua. The second shvua of nevad that didn't make me pay kefo let that make me pay a fifth okay so that's the nafkamina one minute I'm a rava tashma let's come and see 
Heichan Shori Shaganafta. Michael, where's my ox that you stole? Logadafti. I didn't steal. Matbiachani. I'm making you make a shore. Vamar Amen. The Aiden, yes. Eating also Shaganavo and made him witnesses. Mishan Tarshumi Kefo. He pays Kefo. Classic case. The Imhodimiatsmo. And what if he had came forth and admitted? Mishan Karen Bachomish for Asham. Okay. He pays the principal, the fifth, and the Asham. All the classic case. The Hachas. What are you going to prove for that? Aiden, now. Here's the thing. I didn't say to Michael, you're, you're a Shomer, give me back my ox. What did I say to Michael? Where's my ox that you stole? You were a Ganav already on my ox. So in that case, that he was a Ganav on my ox, because I'm telling the truth, he's the one lying and making the Shura, what's Mechaiv and Kefo in that scenario? What, what act is Mechaiv and Kefo if he was a Ganav on my ox? Before the Shura. Before the eight. Well, the eight just prove it. The Gneva! Before he took the Shavua, he broke into my house. He was a Ganav on my ox. Right? It's not he was a Shomer. He managed was a Ganav. And then he took a Shavua that he wasn't a Ganav. Okay, so in that case, the Kefel is coming from the Gneva. The Shavua that he says, oh, I'm not a Ganav. I didn't do it. You got the wrong guy. And he's totally lying. That Shavua is not Mechayim and Kefel. Because his Chiv Kefel already came from his active Gneva. Why are you looking so incredulous? Because then why then they should have left out the second part of the story. What, when he admits? That you call up to someone and say, you stole my aunt. They say, Kefel. So they don't say that. They say, he swears... Yes, because they tell you the second part. That if he admits on his own, it's still going to be the case of Karen and Chomish and Asham. But you're right. For the Kefel, you don't need the Shrua. It's complicated. I understand. But it, you're right. It could have said, Chayef Kefel. The Mishba, Mishalim and Vahodan, blah, blah, blah. It could have said that. You're right. So it was confusing. But the reality is, the Geneva, he's already... He already is high of case. Yeah, of course, that's not fair. <laughs> but like the second case, the yes. case of where it takes a well, that's what Jenna was saying. The fact that the brighter describes it with the shrua makes it sound the shrua is doing it. But the Gemara is saying that. Yeah, but so you're saying in, in pre- all cases of Geneva, the Geneva is left behind. Exactly. Right? So the shrua here was not a part of his Chi of Kefa. No, it doesn't. Regardless of whether he takes the shrua or not, he's going to pay me Kefa. The reason the brighter describes the Shrua. I don't have any proof that he's a Ghanav. I don't have any proof yet. I schlep him to base it. In the absence of proof, I hope that I'm going to be able to get him to admit by imposing a Shrua on him. And I impose a Shrua on him and he takes the Shrua. That's my hope. Okay? Um, but Basin probably doesn't impose the Shrua anyway, which is, by the way, another point, because Basin wouldn't impose it. I, I, I don't have any basis for making him make a Shrua. Okay? And he still takes the Shrua. And then witnesses come. So if witnesses come, he's going to pay Kefel for the original act of Geneva. Why why did he describe this scenario to say that if witnesses don't come and he admit it, he's going to pay the principal and the fifth and the usher? Okay. But you're right. It could have said... You, it, what? Right. I mean, just anybody who takes a false oath. But, right. No korban. If anybody takes a, a normal false oath, the only time you bring a korban... No, no. Is, is, no is if you take a false oath in the process of misappropriating money and then you admit to it. So if he admits to it, he would bring a korban in a homage or whatever. Admit to a false no Correct. But just so between you and God. In case we're debating whether or not you paid yeah. the homage, would you still have to pay the asham? Because I still did pay... Yes. The this is only about the homage. It's, it's, it's a little bizarre, but it seems like it's not the act of Galeva that's the act of Adam that well, that's what Michael's been saying. No, the Adam is just a proving. There's what act has he done? Then there's how do we prove it and establish it in court? Like, you know, anyway, I don't want to c- confuse that. Let's go on, okay? But I do think the Chiddush, by the way, I will tell you what the Chiddush here is and why it sort of gave this scenario. Because I might think that when is a Shrua Mechaiv me, Karen and Chomish and Asham, when I haven't stolen it, the Shrua did, was the act of misappropriation. Here I had already misappropriated it, and the Shrua was just like icing on the cake, and nevertheless, it's enough to make me pay Karen V'chomish for Asham, but not enough to make me pay Kefa. You just simply say in the first case he pleads the fifth and in the second case he pays the fifth. There you go. Very cute. Okay. Anyway, very cute. Okay. So the Mar says like this. Okay. Um, oh, okay. The ha here 
Everybody was saying it's the Adim. The Gemara here says it's the Adim. I was just trying to, whatever. It's fine. Okay. The act of Geneva is Mechaev, but we sort of impose the Kefa when the Adim come. Um, so, Adim Hudim Mechaev Likfeila. And nevertheless, even though the Shvua isn't the, what generates the Kefel, Hodim Yasmo in, only if he admits, is he going to pay a Chomesh? If he admits without Adim. But presumably, Avoloda Achar Adim Lo. It sounds like after the Adim came and said he has to pay a Kefel, if he were then going to admit, he would, it sounds like, not pay a fifth. Now, why is that true? The If the, if the only time you're out of the fifth is you can't pay a, 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 a fifth for the same Shvua you're paying Kefel, why even if he admits even after the Adim, is he not going to pay a fifth? The Shvua here is not what generates the Kefel obligation. It's the Gneva, or as the Gemara was saying, you were saying the Gneva plus the Adim, but the Shvua is not what is generating the Kefel obligation. So, so, so why isn't so why isn't he paying a fifth? If this so it must be It's not about that one shvua can't generate two obligations, okay? Because here you have a shvua that's generating a fifth, and the kefal is coming from the geneva, and nevertheless he's not paying a fifth. So it's actually that the same money cannot generate two obligations for the same stealing the same money twice, essentially, for the same money, you're not going to pay both Kefel and a Chomish, okay? So although the Kefel is coming from your act of Geneva, and the Chomish is coming from your act of Shvua, it's only going to be one or the other. If there are no witnesses and you admit, it's a fifth. If there are witnesses, you pay a Kefel, and even if you admit, you won't pay a fifth. You're not going to do both things for the same money that you've stolen. All right, is that clear? Yes, more or less? All right. <laughs> Not getting a lot of enthusiastic response here. All right, mo- moving on. <laughs> okay, let's just say, I'm asking if you're happy. Do you understand? <laughs> okay, fine. All right, so now the glory says like this. Um, okay. Um, now that we've established that, that you cannot do both Kefel and Chomish for the same money, we're going to have some interesting variations of the question. If we split it between two people, can one person pay Chomish and one person pay Kefel for the same money? Okay, we just said that you can't pay both things for the same money, but if it's two people, can they do it? You need two accomplices. Yeah, exactly. What's the case? Go to I gave my cow over there to, my, to uh, Charlie and, and David. Vitano Botanis got him, and they both said it was Nignov. And I said, brought both of them to court and made both of them take a shvua. Tchad Nishba Vahode, one of them swore and then afterwards admitted. Vchad Nishba Boyd, one swore and didn't admit, but then I had Adim come. So, what do I say? My. So let's get the guy who admitted to pay the fifth. And the guy who didn't admit then got him to pay Kefel. Okay? But, me, I mean, do we say, one person can't pay two types of payments for the same money. But hi, but in this case, one guy will pay Kefel for the money and one guy will pay the fifth and it's not one person paying both for the same money. It's not about the people, it's about the money. For one money that was stolen Stolen once, I mean, if it was stolen twice after he gave it back, it was stolen again, it's a different story. But for essentially the same act, two payments are not going to be made, even if they're coming from two separate people. So it's with the same money you can't pay both. It's the same money, it doesn't matter if it's separate people paying, take it, we don't know. Okay, uh, now another question. How about one person, we've already established that one person can't pay Kefal and Chomesh, and maybe even two people can't pay Kefal and Chomesh. Can one person pay Kefal twice? Or one person pay Chomesh twice? Is it that you can't pay two things, or you can't pay two different things? Okay? My, Hechidami, now what's the scenario? You said it was Nevada, and you swore, the whole dead, and then you admitted. And then you said, oh, but you know, after I admitted, it got stolen again, or got lost again, excuse me, and you took another Shvua, the whole dead, and you admitted. Ina, 
Nami or it's going to turn the gun of Nishba. You said it was Nignav, and you took us for Shabbat. Bo ate him, and then witnesses came, and then fine, I lied, I owe you Kefel, but 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 then I'll give you back the object. And then, by, when I go home, I think, you know what? When I went back home to get you the object, look what happened. It really did get stolen this time. Okay? And of course, I'm lying. The Chazim Adon Tadiskan is finished, but then I take another shore. And I'm lying again. My. Okay? And me, I mean, do we say, Tre Gavne Mamona Kamarachmana Gulon Nishtal Miyuluye? There are two types, two different types of payments. You can't pay for the same principle. Iluye Chavamona, for one principle. The Hachachad Gavna, who here, it's one type of payment. You'll pay Kefal twice or Chomish twice. Twice. Oh, the Amatrema money I'm recommended alone this time. Or the Torah saying no, there can't be two payments. Okay, Iluyed Chad Mamona for one money again beyond the principle. Pachanamitrema Mamona Ninu. It's two payments, two Kefals or two Chomishes. So Tashma coming here. Damarava v'Chamishito Yosef Alav. You shall add its fifth on it. So Hatora reaps the Chamishiot Harbei. The Torah had many fifths. I don't know where he gets it. Maybe it's the Zechamishito Lekaren Achat that you can pay fifth many times for the same principle if you keep on swearing it admitting swearing it admitting shmamina so if it's true by the fifth presumably it's true by kefal as well alright so at least that answer we seem to have although Tosas asks a lot of technical questions which I'm not going to get into which about like why is it that you're still a shomer on the object after you've admitted being a ganav on the object but why is it seen as the same case right if it's proven that I'm lying and I stole it etc so he says either if you're holding on to it you're already a ganav on the object and you're chayvan owns him so saying that it was nignav is not going to do is not going to get you off the second time or if I basically say alright I know you stole it but I still trust you why don't you keep on watching it okay then it's a second case it's not the same case so Joseph doesn't really understand the scenario okay but anyway moving on <laughs> why was that so funny? Exactly, exactly. All right. Now, talk about a real Baba Mitzia discussion. Uh, I have no idea what this is doing here other than we got into a momentum. Um, in Baba Mitzia, the classic mission of Baba Mitzia is, uh, beginning of the uh, third parak, is uh, I'm your Shomer. You say what happened to my object. I say it was st- it was stolen. Whatever I say, I can take it. Now I'm not lying here. It's all true. Okay, new scenario. I'm an honest guy. If I say, you know what, it was stolen. Technically, I'm exempt. I could take a shua. I don't like taking the shuas, or I feel bad about it. Let me just pay you, and I pay you rather than taking a shua. And the ganav is found. I get to keep the kefel. It's a real ganav, okay? Because basically, the gemara. It's sort of like a takana. Either it's a takana. We say you would have. We wanted. To, to sort of reward me with the KFL as an incentive for me to pay up. You as the owner would much rather everybody just pay if something happened and give up the few times that a Ghana would be found. Okay, you just want to get your money back. Okay, so in the case when I pay up, um, then the Ghana is found, he pays me the KFL. If I take a Shvua and the Ghana is found, he obviously pays the owner the KFL. That's the background. Okay, let's take a look. Tavua Bailim Lushomis. So the owner said, Where's my object? Vinishpa. And I did do things. I took an oath. It was Nignab, not my fault. The Shilam. And then I said, you know what? I still feel bad about it. Even after I took the truth, and I'm still telling the truth, and I am telling the truth, here, let me pay you back for it. I did both. The hooker, I got it. And then we found the God of Kefel and me. In that case, I did both. I took a shvua and I paid you. Who gets the Kefel now when the God of is found? Me or the owner? Okay. Abayamr Labal Hapikadon. It's the owner. Ravamr Lamisha Pikadon Etzlo. It's the Shomer. It's very confusing. It's almost the same words here. But Bal Abikadon is the owner. Lamisha Pikadon Etzlo is the Shomer. Abayamr Labal Abikadon, the owner. Kevin the Atrache Bishvua. Since. I didn't pay you up front. I didn't say, yeah, here, just take the money. I forced you to schlep me to court. I had to take a shua. You know, I made life hard for you, the owner. You're not willing to reward me with the KFL just because afterwards I was willing to pay you, to, 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 you know, to, re- to, uh, to reimburse you. No, I, the show, may get the KFL. You want me to pay under all circumstances. You just want your money back. So since at the end of the day, I reimbursed you, knocking like well, you're happy to have me have the KFL if the Ghanav is ever found. Okay? The Kamiflig, the Duke of the Masnisin, they're debating 
how to read the Mishnah. This Mishnah in Bavinsia, which is where this Sugya should be, okay, which exact, which says what I told you before. Nah, the Mishnah says the following. You gave your friend animal or vessels, and they were law, and they were stolen or lost. Shilain, if he paid, the low Ratzali Shava, and he did not want to take an oath, which I could have taken. I could swear that it was Nigdav, and I'd be exempt. But I was a good guy. I didn't take the oath, and I paid. In that case, if the Ganav is found, he pays double. The Ganav is found, he pays double. The Ganav is found, he pays double. Otherwise, four and five. Who is the Ganav going to pay? The Misha be good on that slow to the Shomer because I was willing to pay you. If I took an oath, but I was not willing to pay you, in that case, and I'm, I'm telling the truth, the Ganav is found, he pays double. The Ganav will pay double or four and five. The Ganav will pay double or four and five. Who is he going to pay if I took the oath? The Ganav be called down to the owner. Okay? So notice though, both cases said you did X and not Y. In the other case said you did Y and not X. Neither of them deal with the case of if you did X and Y. Okay? So Abaye Diak Miresha, Abaye focuses on the beginning of the Mishnah, Rabba Diak Misefer, Rabba at the end. Abaye Diak Miresha, Diktani, Shilain below Ratzali Shava. You paid and you didn't swear. In that case, you get the case, you the Shomer get the case out. Time of the reason you get the case is below Ratzali Shava. Because you didn't make the guy go through the whole process of forcing you to swear. Only if you paid without there ever being any aspect of the swearing. Hanishba, if he had to first make you take a shvua, Alpha Bishashilin, even though in the end you did pay, Lamima Shalom Bala because the owner gets it. The only time the Shomer gets it is Shilain and no swearing. Baba Diak may save her. Rubba looks at the end of the Nishna. Nishbrava you swore and you didn't pay, then the Kafa goes to the owner. So time of the reason that 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 the Kafa goes to the owner is the low Ratzali Shalain. It's because there was you, you didn't pay. That's why he's going to get it. Hashilain. But if, if in the case, even in the case where you swore, if at the end of the day you did pay, even if you swore, should be cut on that slow to the one who to the Shomer. Okay. So basically, the Mishnah is ambiguous, and each one is sort of you know bring you know brings their own lens to it. But the point is, it says X and not Y, Y and not X. What happens if it's X and Y? Uh, you know, it depends which part of the mission you're looking at. So the Gemara says, What does Abai do by the end? The end it says, It sounds like if you did Mishalim, you, the Shomer, would get Kevel, even if you were Nishba. So, Abai will say, Nishba, if you swore, If you swore, and you weren't willing to pay up front, then, you're, then in that case, you know, you're, you're not going to, uh, 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 then you're not going to get Kesel. But, you know, the key is not that you were never willing to pay, but you weren't willing to pay up front. The only time you, the Shomer, will get Kesel is if you were willing to, so it's not you swore and you never paid. Okay, if you swore and you didn't pay up front, the only, uh, then that's what, am I saying this right? If you swore and you didn't pay up front, the owner is going to get it. The only time you're going to get it is if you did pay up front. Even if okay. you didn't want to pay but then, and you swear, then you say, yeah, you know what, I'll pay. No, then you don't get it. Then you don't get it. Right, right. exactly. You don't get it. As lo- if you swore and you did not pay up front, you're not going, then you don't get the right. case. All right. I mean, it makes sense because I imagine there's other reasons you'd want to swear, even if you're willing to work with the owner that, like, you want to make sure your reputation... Oh, that's a, uh, that's a nice point. You want to prove to other people that you're trustworthy. Oh, that's a nice point. I was thinking, you know, what you were saying before, the way you set this up, it's like, you know, I'll just pay you. I didn't steal it, but I'll pay you. Mm-hmm. There's a risk to your reputation. Mm. People are going to say, yeah, right, you didn't steal it. Why would he pay if he didn't steal it? You know, it's a good point. And if you did both, this is really the guy I want to do business with. Right. A, I can trust him, and B, even if he, even if it's not his fault, he'll pay me. It's a very good point. I hadn't thought about that. It's a good point. Okay, so by so so by says the end does not imply any payment you get KFL. The end should be read payment up front you get KFL. 
Rabbi what does Rabbi do at the beginning? It says, you paid and you didn't swear. It sounds like if you swore, you're not going to get keso. You paid and you didn't swear and, and you didn't keep just letting your shvua stand. Okay? But you paid, at some, you eventually paid. So the reading paid and not swear doesn't mean, you, it doesn't mean that you didn't swear, that as soon as you swear, you don't get keso. It means you didn't let it rest at the swearing. Okay? You eventually paid. That's when you get it. Alright, so two different ways of reading it. Clearly the Mishnah is not clear, which it, you know, has that ambiguity. Now, <coughs> that's one case. I'm going to go through all these interesting Kefal discussions about when the Shomer gets Kefal, which is a completely above a discussion. Because here now you're all doing it honestly. Okay? So, another scenario. Tavua Balim with Shomer, Vinishba. The owner said to the, you know, said, where's my Picado? No, it was stolen. You're telling the truth. You take an oath. Vuhuka Agadav. And the God of it's sound. Now, in that case, <coughs> you took an oath. The Kefal goes to the owners. No question. Here's the thing, though. Remember the Halacha? that if a Ganov is Moda, he, he's exempt from Kefel, okay? Now, <coughs> he has to be Moda to the owner. If I go to my friend the Ganov and I said, hey, I heard you ripped off uh, Jenna there, and he said, yeah, that was like a major, I got a, you should have seen what I managed to steal from or whatever, oh, he's, he's Moda to Kefel, he's Moda, he should be pucked from Kefel even when it has come. No, it only works. Now, there's an interesting question, maybe he also has to be Moda in court, but the assumption here is besides that, he has to be Moda to uh, a legitimate challenge against him. If Jenna says, what did you deal stealing from me? And he says, yes, you know, you're right, I admit it. And then witnesses come, then he's Patra and Kefo. Okay, so here the question is going to be, <clears throat> I'm the showmare, I swore truthfully, okay? And, but then I feel bad, like the owner, you know, is out his object. He, I didn't pay him anyway, I swore. Okay, so I then think I found the Ghanav, and I challenge the Ghanav in the street. And I say, I know you stole, whatever. And he says, yes, you're right, I admit it, whatever. He gives it back to the owner, and th- then the witnesses come. Does he still have to pay Kefo? He never admitted it to the owner. He only admitted it to me. Okay, <laughs> okay, fine, he didn't return it to the owner. I was being too dramatic, okay? He admitted it, and then witnesses came, Okay. Okay, the hooker Ganev. I recognize the Ganev. Tavo Shomer. And I went to the Ganev and I said, you stole, give it back, or whatever. You know, I had to swear the owner's out. The Hoden, he admitted it to me. And then Tavu Abadim Bekafa. And then the owners went and he denied it to the owners. Okay, we viewed him and then witnesses were brought. Mean if the Ganev does Shomer Olo. Does he exempt because of his admission to me? Because technically, once I took the Shua, I'm out of the picture. I'm just like, why is that considered a legitimate challenge and an admission? Olo if the does Shomer. Amarala Rosas <coughs> in the Emes Nishba if I'm swearing truthfully to the owner then I'm a good guy there's two reverse ways to read this I'm going to read this Rashi's way which is our gear so there's the reverse gear so if I swear truthfully to the owner so the owner knows I'm a good Shomer I did the right thing etc so the Shomer tr- the Shomer the owner the owner trusts me since the owner still trusts me he would be okay with me trying to retrieve his object and trying to challenge the God or whatever like you know we, I still have a relationship with the owner so in that case because I'm still seen as sort of like working with the owner Niftar the irony is Niftar Aganavo does Shomer I represent the owner and his admission to me gets him off but in Beshekar Nishba if I lie to the owner Okay, so in that case, like, uh, you know, I'm untrustworthy. I'm, the owner wants nothing to do with me anymore, even if he, you know, even if he's not aware of it, even if it hasn't been proven. So in that case, oh, I'm sorry. In that case, um, in, in Beshegir Nishba, so then I'm not working with the owner. Then I'm not off the hook. Then, then, then it's not a good claim to the Ghanav and it's not a good admission. Now, Dovah has a, has a face on because he's thinking it could be the exact opposite, which is what, I don't know if that's what you're thinking, but I'm going to say it. Well, we don't. That's part of the thing. We don't even know that it was, as I was Nishba Beshegir, so, you know, we were just sort of saying, like, in principle, I'm not, like, even if the owner isn't aware of it. But besides that, point, Rashi, there's a good argument to be made in the reverse. If I swore honestly, I'm off the hook. I'm out of the picture. If I swore falsely, then even if nobody knows about it yet, I'm still chayev to reimburse the owner. And since I'm still chayev to reimburse the owner, I'm still responsible to make sure he gets his thing back. So therefore, my challenging the God of is still part of my responsibility. And I'm still in the picture. So you could read it. So there's a gear, which is the exact reverse of our gear. So anyway, fine. 
Okay, by Rava. Now Rava asked, Amal Mishava B'Sheker Velohini Chuhu. Let's say, we'll read it Rashi's way. Because I was Nishba L'Sheker, I'm out of the picture. Let's say I was going to be Nishba L'Sheker, and the owner said, you know what? Don't be Nishba right now. Let's see if we can sort of, you know, figure it out still some more. But I was prepared to. So Mahu, is that enough to put me out of the picture and therefore to make the Hodad to me meaningless? Keiku, we don't know. That's one version of the question. Rav Kahana Masni Hachi. Rav Kahana taught it the above way. Rav Kivyumi Masni, this is the way Rav Kivyumi teaches the same discussion. By Rava. Rava asked, Nishba L'Sheker Mahu. What's the story if I was Nishba L'Sheker? We don't know. Does that put me out of the picture or not out of the picture in terms of the Ghanav's admission? We don't know. Tavua Baalim Lushomer, Vishilim, now how, so that, so, okay, so, so that's with the discussion of when I was Nishba, whether, when I swear falsely or truthfully, am I still in the picture or not as far as the Ghanav's admission? Now how about the case that I pay the owner, okay, and if I pay the owner, who's going to get the KFL in that case? Remember, who gets the KFL if I pay the owner? I'm the Shomer, I'll get the KFL. So, I'm now the Baalim, right? What happens if now the owner finds the Ganav and the Ganav admits to the original owner? Does that get the Ganav out of paying me KFL? You got it? It's like the reverse, okay? Tavua Baalim the Shomer. The Baalim said to me, where's my object? I said, it was Nignav, but you know what? I'm going to pay you the Shilim. The Ukar Ganav. And then the, oh, the Ganav was discovered. That hasn't been proven yet. Tavua Baalim and the owners who no longer are entitled to KFL demanded it from, from the Ganav. But and he admitted. Then Tavua Shomer and I went to the Ghana recovery, denied it, they aided him. Okay, and then witnesses. Nifter Ghana Vodas Balim, oh lo, does his admission to the original owner, is that considered an admission to get him off of Kefel? Mi Amrinan, do we say, Mati Amrle Shomel Balim, I could say to the owner, listen, Atun, Kivan Deshaklitsa Luchu, you took what was coming to you, I paid you, Luchu, Luchu Dame, you took your money, Istaliku Luchu Mehacha, get out of here, this is no longer your issue. I paid you, now it's between me in the Ghanav. I don't need your help. Oh, Giyomo, where do we say? Mati Amrilei, the owners can say back to them, listen, Kiheki Da'at of this Lanmil, so you did me a favor, the owners will say, you paid me, you didn't have to pay me. You know what? Ananami Avdina Mecha, I'll do you a favor, Shachina Basar Ganva, and I'll try to find the Ghanav for you. So, look, it's not like it was, I, I'm, it's, it's no longer my interest. I feel bad for you that you had to pay me for something you weren't really liable for. So it's also as my response, the same way if you're the Shomer, you're feeling responsible to try to get the money back. I'm feeling responsible to try to get them to, to try to find the Ghana. You paid me, you didn't have to pay me. Okay? So, Shakla Anandidan, I figured I took my money. You should be able to take back your money. I, I figured I'd help you, I'd find the Ghana. So, when people have a moral sense of responsibility to get the guy his money back, and they did have a legal relationship, are they considered to be a party that the admission is a meaningful admission? Take you. So, we don't know. Alright, so unfortunately, we're very very close to catching up, but it's 8.30, so we will end here just a little bit before the mission. You want to go? People have like three more minutes? Yeah, Should we yeah. go? All right, let's get to the mission. The the yeah, but no, we don't know. We don't know if his admission, in that second version, that the owner is still seen as invo- legitimately involved, and the admission to the owner gets the gun off of KFL. All right, let's now finish to the mission. money from the original, if the, if the custodian paid the owner anyway even yes. though it was stolen from him yes Does the, and then they find the thief any even without Kefal the, the Shomer gets it back the Shomer is the one that gets reimbursed because so, yeah okay let's just uh, Itmar Ningnevav Onis Vuhukar Aganav Let's say it was stolen by an onus, like the guy armed bandits, you know, I could have done anything, obviously I handed over the money, and then the gun is found, okay? So now there's another question, it's not a case question, okay? This is a question about, um, about, well, let's take a look, Amar Bayim, Shomer Chinam Hu, Ratsa Imodin, Ratsa Nishba. So the question is, I was a Shomer Chinam. Um, I'm exempt, okay? So technically, I should take a shvua to the owner, and the owner that I wasn't poshe, even if the ghana was found, I have to take a shvua I wasn't poshe, I wasn't shalech, yad, etc. And the owner should bring the ghana to court, okay? That would you would expect. But let's say I don't want to take a shvua. Can I just say, you know what, forget it, I'm not going to take my shvua to the shomer, let me just 
collect from the Ganev. Okay? Everybody got the scenario? He stole whatever. It should be I'm liable to the owner, and or I take a shrew to the owner, and the owner collects from the Ganev. But if, he does, if I want to, okay, Roto said Imodin, I could either deal directly with the Ganev, and I could pay the owner, I could choose to pay the owner and deal with the Ganev, or Roto Nishbar, I could be Nishbar to the owner, and the owner could deal with the Ganev. In Shomer Sachar, but if I'm a Shomer Sachar, even though I'm exempt because it was an onus, because I'm being paid, my level of obligation is higher. Even though it was an onus, and I and I can be, I could get off, but because of that, Osa Imodin the Nishba. In this case, okay, it's my responsibility to pay the owner. Since I will, get, I know I will get reimbursed. It's my responsibility to pay the owner and deal with the Ghanim. Okay, you got it. If the Ghanim was never found and it was an onus, it was an armed bandit, I could be Nishba and be off the hook. But because I can now get reimbursed and we found the Ghanav, and because I was paid, I have a higher responsibility to the owner, and it's my responsibility to pay the owner and work at, at, and get reimbursed by the Ghanav. That's what Abai says. Uh, where were we? Um, so, okay. Rav Amar, Echadzev Echadzev, Nishba. Rav says, even a Shomer Chinam, if you know that you, the guy is found, your responsibility is to reimburse the owner and to work with uh, uh, and to get collect collect from the guy who was the ganav. Okay, so the Gemara says lema pligad rav huna bar avin. Let's say Rava argues on rav huna bar avin. Just rav huna bar avin. Exactly this case. Nigdima ba onus vuhukar ganav. He said just like Abayim. Shomerchinim who wrote to osei modin rata nishba. If it's a shomerchinim, you can decide whether to deal with the owner or the ganav. In shomersacher, if you're shomersacher, osei modin ve'enu nishba. You can you only have you, you your responsibility is to pay the owner and be reimbursed by the Ghanav. So that seems to be like Vaya against Rava. Amalukha Rava, Rava will say to you, No. In the case where he says that you have to basically deal with the, um, uh, the, the case where he says that the Shomachinam has the option of, of, um, one more time, has the option of stepping out, of being nishpa, he doesn't really have the option of being nishpa. It means if he was, if he jumped ahead and was nishpa, then he can step out. But if he, but wh- that's not what he's supposed to do, okay? So he's supposed to pay the owner and deal with the ganav. And he says, how could you say that? It says explicitly, a shomer chinam has the choice to be nishpa or to be mishalem. No, hachi kamar. So, if he already took the shvua, then he's got the choice to let it stand with that and to keep it as the shvua, or rotsa yosa imodin. Or, if he wants, he can pay the owner and deal with the ganav. So, that's a very weak reread. Clearly, Abaye and this other position are saying, it's your shomachinam, you have the right to take a shvua and step out. Rava says, you never have the right to take a shvua. Most people talk because you already took a shvua. But you never start with that right. If the ganav is found, you have to pay the owner and work to be reimbursed by the Ganav. Okay, now let's end it. Rabba Zute Bai, Rabba Zute asked, Baila, Hachi, Nignava Baonis, Vihichir Ganav, Vivais Shomer. Last question. It was stolen Baonis, and then the Ganav returned it to me. Okay, Umesa, Bepshia, and then I was negligent. Mar, what do we say? Miamin and Kivan the Nignava Baonis, once it was stolen from me out of my hands, Kayale Shmira, so my Shmira was over, so when he returned it to me, I was no longer in the status of a Shomer. Okay, he really needed to return it to the owner. Okay, and therefore I'm no longer liable. Oh, Diyama, or do we say, Kivan Hadra, Hadra Lishmiraso. Once he gave it back to me, my Shmira continues even after it was stolen from me. Teku, and we let that question stand. So, Baruch Hashem, we are now caught up. We are up to the Mishnah. Thank you for staying the extra five minutes. <laughs>